0: Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. Uh, I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got a good one for you. Tigers won uh, a really good game. I would say a thriller against Arkansas, uh, keeping the golden boot back home for another year. Uh, So happy for that. Uh, We'll go over the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as the rest of college football, because there was a lot of all three all across the country. Uh, but you know, uh, that's, that's college football right now. Right. I mean, uh, w- what else can you say before we get into all that? I want to check in with the co host Hopefully you all had a good weekend. Um, man, the saints really let one go. Uh, glad we don't have to do a saints podcast anymore, yeah. but, uh, excited to talk with the LSU game with you guys, but, uh, how's things going otherwise?
1: Uh, Hey, good to be with you. Good to be on this podcast talking about LSU win, uh, like yeah, you know, they they did everything they could to keep it interesting. But um, glad uh, glad that we got the got the win, first SEC win of the year. So uh, wait, no, I'm sorry, not the first SEC win of the year. Um, but a solid win at home and good to be here.
2: Right, it was a long day of college football yesterday, which we'll get all into. But exciting games all around the uh, the NCAA, and concluding with LSU in a bit of a nail biter that is not what we were looking for, but they came out on top. And uh, that's, I guess all you can say at the end of the day is we got the W and on to the next week, but yeah. um, Happy for another good uh, Saturday and, and more to come as we get into the heart of the schedule now.
0: Yeah. I would say looking at that game, man, uh, the Tigers, it it looked like one of the golden boot games of, of old or your, however you say it in old timey English, but back to, you know, back to, Back back and forth. Just uh it looked like a really good game. You could have thought that Arkansas was like ranked, uh mm-hmm. like in like the middle of the teens, kind of like us, because they looked that good, or at least the game just looked that good, right? It like just had a, a good postseason end of the year feel, even though it's like it's weird p- playing them this early in game four. But glad we pulled it out, man really no room for error in this game at all. Mm-hmm. Luckily we had, I mean, I don't want to say we didn't have errors because I, I know Daniel's got some, some things in mind and it's true. It was, it was kind of ugly at times for the Tigers. That's why Arkansas, I think was able to go, go tit for tat with us and made it a barn burner. But uh, again, we, we looked really good at, at all, mostly throughout the game, at least on offense, right? Uh, our, our passing game was, thriving at times running game kind of saved it when it saved us when it needed to. Uh, We got some good yards from uh, Logan Diggs Mostly Josh Williams pretty much just had one really good run. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Jaden Daniels did as well and he didn't put himself in harm's way. So I think he's getting it, but I don't know. I'll start with you, Tommy Um, initial takes. uh, I mean, happy to get the win. Of course, Uh, it's good to have another home night game conference battle in tiger stadium you could definitely see it i mean they were showing the decibel level on tv so i knew it uh it was like an old school game in tiger stadium which was great so what's your what's your take overall
1: man i mean it was it was a uh, you know for being on the ground here kind of being around around the uh, campus um that that was one of the most like build up tailgate wise tons of people came in um it felt like what it should be, which is, you know, a a, a top SEC matchup. I mean, I know that Arkansas going into that game was not that had just come off a very disappointing loss to BUIU. Um
0: if they should have won.
1: <laughs> they they should have won, yeah. Um but like you said, Scott, I mean they it that looked like a ranked a ranked versus ranked matchup. And I, I mean ESPN clearly thought so because they sent the the A squad Chris Fowler there, which when I I didn't even know that until Friday, when I saw I followed Chris Fowler on Instagram, I saw him like, say, yeah, it was great to meet with, you know, meeting with Brian Kelly um, for pregame, you know, pregame media, uh, whatever, media meeting. And I was like, wait, why is why is he here? But you know, evidently, like they felt like this is going to be a good matchup, and I think for the sake of ESPN, <laughs> that, you know, we kind of delivered. I guess I mean it was a back and forth game. I think from the LSU perspective, we came out flat. It, it did not seem like anything was really going. Um, You know, we didn't. I don't know. I, I do wonder. We kind of looking ahead to to this game next week. Um, You know, it's weird to say. Oh, are you are you looking? Because normally it's are you looking ahead to. Alabama or A&M or, you know, somebody who's, who's kind of competed for a while. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe there's maybe there's a little bit of oh well oldness is coming off of, um, you know, this is this is kind of their year. They're going in playing a wounded Alabama. If they go and beat Alabama, this could be a real big matchup for us at their place. I don't know. But whatever it was, it really seemed like we we didn't really come into our own until what late second quarter. Um, that's when Malik yeah. Neighbors and Brian Thomas started to have a little bit of success. Um, I thought the defense was okay. Uh, I thought Witt Weeks. I think Witt Weeks is probably the the standout player of this year so far. Uh, yeah. Data, what, what say you?
2: Yeah, I agree. It was definitely tough sledding at the beginning. Came out looking pretty flat. There just wasn't a lot of dynamic effort um, in the play calling and the offensive performances, especially for LSU. Uh, the, the good thing was that our defense was doing enough to keep us in the ball game, even as Arkansas stretched it out to a, a 10 point lead in the second quarter. But yeah, that, that first play, um, Brian Thomas breaking down the sideline for the big, like 50 yard touchdown with 30 seconds to go in the the first half. Uh, that was the big turning point because one, it kept the score reasonably close. And then as we got the ball to start the second half, then he, he scored again in, in similar fashion. Uh but yeah, kept the morale high and just provided a spark for things to to really flow ahead. Uh defense, uh Arkansas did their best to expose the um the holes that we had called into question the past couple of weeks, especially kind of in the secondary. Mm-hmm. There was a few kind of missed coverages, miscommunications. Um, that was been kind of the weak spot in our, our lineup all season and KJ Jefferson picked it apart a little bit, especially with their, their tight end Hosh Haas. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, late, late in the game with two touchdowns from him, but, uh, as well as on, on the, the scramble with his legs biting us a couple times, like our, our third down defense was kind of lacking. They had a bunch of big conversions, uh, but at the end of the day, they came through, um, big kicking performance, Damian Ramos to, to seal it up. Not a, not a 55 yard or anything, but came in clutch when we needed him to. And yeah. Uh, all right on the whole, but hoping for a little bit better next week against Ole Miss. Cause that's going to be an even tougher test, uh, in Mississippi.
0: It sure is. And I don't know. I felt for the different, for the defense. I don't know, man. I felt like we were good on, first and second down and then third down were just everything went out the window. That's why they had all these blown coverages and Haas was just wide open few times with nobody within 10 yards of him. So it was just kind of disappointing because uh, within then you know, that we, it's like we would get to Jefferson in the backfield. He would just escape. And then yeah. that's, that's when things would kind of break down for us. But uh, I mean, it was, you know, they, they held him back long enough for us to at least win drive down the field, because they couldn't stop us just the same. I was going to say, it wasn't like there was any super huge plays that Arkansas had. I mean, they didn't have any long, you know, blown coverages. I mean, most of the – I mean, we did have some blown coverages that led to touchdowns, but um, it was all short field stuff. I mean, so definitely things we can work on, hopefully. Uh, definitely could, you know, miss Greg Brooks back there. Uh, and, yeah. you know, sh- shout out and prayers to him. He actually – did have a medical emergency we found out why i mean he he couldn't you know something happened last week and brian brian kelly said he had a medical emergency which you know kind of like wow that's weird (laughs) yeah but now we know why he actually had a brain tumor he had to have removed and uh i mean it's it was successful he's recovering uh we definitely miss him but it was it was awesome because they they put his number on not just lsu but Arkansas's helmets as well Yeah. yeah I mean, he played there. It makes sense, but I think uh, I think Arkansas's coach would have done that anyway, mm-hmm. uh, just because uh, I don't know, because uh, it's it's more like a, a brotherhood here in the SEC. We, it just means more. <laughs> but yeah, we we definitely needed some some help in the secondary because we just, you know, we just looked fooled pretty easily a few times. Defensive line. You know, uh, I mean, they they did gashes a few times, but they they didn't just run all over us, kind of like Florida State did in that that second half game. And um, I, I know that Brian Kelly was hoping Mason Smith would have had a, a breakout game. Finally, he didn't, but man, D- Deshaun Womack starting to to, yeah. to show himself. So glad to see that.
2: Yeah, no, I That's think true. I think the
0: defensive line has played
1: played played, played very well. And I will say the, the one thing that I really liked about the defense as a whole. Um, I thought our pursuit last night was great. I mean, the, you know, Kate, they, we we put a lot of pressure on KJ Jefferson, and like you said, you know, it did seem like we were, uh, you know, it was one you know one foot away from just from taking him down, just so close to to having a nice sack. But the one thing that I that I noticed that I really liked um, when he did kind of evade pressure, get out of the pocket, or when he tried to scramble, or even if he if he dumped it off to like the uh, running back, kind of a safety valve play. We had multiple LSU, LSU defenders closing in on whoever had the ball, and usually making a, you know a solid open field tackle for maybe a, you know either a loss or a few yard gain. Um, I thought that was key. I think that was something that that really you know, like you said, we did struggle a little bit on third down. I thought when we our best third down performances ended like that, um, so. I, I agree. I, I think that, uh, and Daniel, I think you're right. I think that the secondary was, you know, another, another, uh, was probably our weakest point. Um, what did y'all think of Denver Harris? I think this is probably his most, um, active game so far. Now I I think there's a trend of decent play followed by bad penalties like yeah. I've, I feel like I've seen that in every game that I've seen that I've seen Denver Harris. It's like he has he, has, he makes a tackle, he has some okay coverage, something, 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 and then that pass interference in the end zone. That which I, you know, granted, maybe that was a actually could have been that, that was probably a better play because it it you know saved a touchdown at that point. But I don't know if it was completely necessary. I think he maybe he could have made a play on the ball without the pass interference. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, Arkansas definitely was going after him uh, in particular. And he, like like you said, he has played pretty well on the whole, but still just a little bit of that kind of lack of experience, I would say, um, and, and fit within the system as he is just a new transfer from Texas A&M. But uh, we're going to need to rely on him down the stretch. I mean, our, our secondary is pretty thin, especially at the cornerback position. And between him, Zy Alexander and Deuce Chestnut kind of rotating in at cornerback all three of them are newcomers to LSU and got to get on the same page there. Uh Harris has kept himself on the field with his athleticism and probably will continue to do that. Uh but yeah, it's the kind of blanket corner uh will need to to step up a little bit. Although it's definitely um an improvement from earlier in the season when he was like barely even on the team. He's he's worked his way up the charts a little bit. Um, yeah, I do I wonder be- <laughs> if if that if that has uh are there still issues? Is he, is it
1: kind of, hey, look, we're just trying to win games in the SEC now? So, or has he really worked? It, has he really like made the, made the steps that Brian Kelly needed him to? I would, I would think and I would hope that he's keeping that standard, whether it's, you know, fall camp or, or week four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that is something that, well, as I'm seeing him play, I mean, he played all game, yes, last game or all game last night and most of the Mississippi State game, I believe. Um, I'm like, Hmm. you know i hope i hope he's made the moves that we need that that brian kelly felt like he needed to
2: yeah another player i wanted to mention was harold perkins who i think has probably had his best game of the year so far obviously last year against arkansas was his big kind of coming out moment with four sacks and like forced fumble or something but uh, he played well last night too uh commanding the the linebackers and putting pressure on kj jefferson with one sack and another uh, tackle for loss uh, so good on him. And, and the linebacking core, you mentioned Whit Weeks as well. Uh, and Greg Penn, they all had big games, uh, stuff and stuff in the run and, and containing the quarterback. So I will need to to see more of that leadership from them.
1: Man, I was watching Whit Weeks just thinking, is this like the
2: next Devin White? I mean, he's wearing 40 and he's making he's solo 40, tackles he flies all around. His, he makes all the true tackles. Freshman. He plays with heart. I'm like, this guy's a true freshman. What happened to, to his brother West Weeks? Because he played more for his last year and he's already kind of like fallen down the death well, chart a little bit. I think that I think that I think it was a little bit of a big brain play from Brian Kelly, getting
1: getting West to get wit. I heard I, I heard on the and I heard on the recruiting boards, I think Daniel, you probably heard this too, that, that the Weeks brothers were a package deal. And that to get, Whe- to get wheat to get almost a wheat, to get wit, you had to get West. Kind of like Leonard and Leonard Fournette. To uh-huh. get to get Leonard to get Leonard, you had to promise Leonard a seat a seat at the table. Um I don't know. I think I agree. I, I am wondering a little bit where uh where West is, but you know what? Keep on playing, with You look real good.
0: hmm And is it just meters? Harold Perkins seem like he's playing with a little bit more attitude. Well, attitude? Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't care about roughing the passer. I mean, I, I know they'll talk to him about it, but yeah, he just doesn't care. It's like he's, he's after he's tackled after he makes a really good play. He's like standing over the guys. Who knows what they're saying? But, you know, last year it was a little bit different. I mean, I kind of like it, but uh, as long as it's not you know, costing yards. Sending,
1: did you see they're gonna send that tape to like the SEC officials for the uh, roughing the passer because they don't they they. Brian Kelly's like it's
0: not it should have been called. I don't know. I mean, it's great. It, but it, it seemed like, like a soft. Like, sure, sure. It,
1: it was not a. He didn't blow him up or anything, but it also was definitely. Um,
0: uh. I mean, he could have stopped. Like he, he, he just, just He, he just he, did that, right? He just, yeah. Did, he just slid down. What's he just What's hilarious
1: him. is he, is KJ Jefferson's probably. Bigger, couple pounds bigger than like, oh yeah, totally.
0: Totally. Peyton
1: Jefferson is a huge man. Yeah, and hey, you know what? We're talking about talking about Arkansas. Like, give credit to him. He's a uh, that's a three year starter for them. Um, I mean he's he's been a very good quarterback for them, and and so I and I think you know their ability to compete and and um and give us a a really good game is I put that on him in a good
2: way. Yeah. Another uh, uh, good moment for Arkansas is another blast from the past when former Tiger Dwight oh, McLaughlin yeah. picked off uh, Jaden Daniels and kind of yeah. rubbed it in our faces a little bit. We could definitely be using his services, I think, this well, year. did you
1: see? So, so Dwight McLaughlin picks him off, and then we pick off KJ Jefferson, the next play. Yep. And then the play after that, um, former LSU Tiger Landon Jackson makes like a like a, uh, tap it for loss or something. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Mr. Clean.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh but uh great game. Glad we won it. Uh shout out to our, our special teams. Uh we didn't give up anything. All we did was kick the winning field goal to end the game. So uh amen for that. But you know, it's it's good to get these wins. It's uh to me it just I don't know, it's like we dropped in one poll, which is weird. But whatever, I think at this point, conference play, just get the win. To heck up, to heck with the the eye tests or, or whatever else is is being talked about. Uh, you know, like I said, they was, that that game was probably two plays from going the other way. So yeah. just, just happy we got it uh, because you know we, we got to turn around and refocus because you, you got to go on the road this week against Ole Miss. So. You just gotta keep going. Gotta you gotta celebrate, but put it behind you.
2: Yeah. Uh, another another positive I wanted to mention was that uh Logan Diggs has pretty much solidified himself as RB1 for LSU and really had he didn't have any like crazy long explosive runs, but did us a lot of favors kind of late in the game, getting six, seven like chunk rushes and keeping the the pressure off of Jaden Daniels and kept us uh moving along down the field and getting that time of possession up. So uh I think his progress this season has been a, a real good story. And then Caleb Jackson as well. He didn't get a lot of carries, but had a couple of nice runs and uh, he's looking to kind of slot in as, as a, a future in the position for LSU. So we talked a lot about the the running back position coming in, but uh, I think those are the the top dogs at this point. John Emory was still looking a little bit lost in the short amount of time he was on the field. So I don't imagine that will be uh, developing much further.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I, and I, and I, you know, i wish the best for john i met john one time i met him after he got his uh he got his lasik surgery and i said man so excited about your eyesight (laughs) you know how's that how's that vision he was like man it's 2020 and then he like walked off it's kind of weird but it was also kind of cool i think he was a little surprised that i you know most people probably don't know (laughs) you know don't know from all players i i uh surgery habits um Gosh, he just—I don't know—he does not need to be on the field. <laughs> like, like,
0: I'm he's sorry, got some, he's got some rest to shake off, kind of like Mason Smith. It'll—it'll it'll happen. Just—I don't know. Well, I'm just hoping if, one game, but one of not, them gonna... win. But—but if not now, when? If... Uh against who do we have later this season? Army, somebody like that? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Like, it's just. Daniel said
1: it. I think Daniel said every podcast where we talked about where we talk about John Emory. It's like, he's going to have, he's going to have one, one run. He's going to have like a, 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 you know, some sort of read option where he's going to take the ball and he's going to run for 75 yards and break off and run by everybody. And it's going to be a touchdown. You're going to be like, Oh my gosh. Wow. He's here. <laughs> there he is. And then you're never going to hear from him again. And he's I, it's, I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I don't get it and he'll probably come back next year. I think he still has 2 years of eligibility.
0: Yeah, he does, but whatever. Um but anywho, uh God bless him. He's still trying. Luckily, we're not relying on that. Uh we yeah. have other guys that can tote the rock and protect it, you know. We I know we had the the interception, but other than that, we have been pretty good with turnovers and not coughing the ball up horribly. So happy for that. Um uh, did we say we were gonna you wanna guys want to talk about the rest of college football or should we look at Ole Miss first?
2: Well let's talk about the Ole Miss game kind of where we're heading this week after a, a close fought win at home now we have to go on the road first. Or no no we played at Mississippi State, but yeah. Um gonna be a rough environment against Ole Miss. They always hate us, we hate them and they're going to be hot coming off the loss to Alabama. Uh, Jackson Dart, big quarterback for them, is actually their leading rusher as well, even above Quinshon Judkins, who's had kind of a down year, surprisingly. Uh, but a lot of uh, weapons on offense. They're definitely going to be going after the secondary, and it'll be tough. I'm not not sure what the um what the prediction is as far as the the market right now, but I would imagine we're going to be slightly favored. Yeah, LSU by two and a half points. Um, I think any sort of win coming out of the vault Hemingway would, would be a big plus. I'll take a one point win. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, I think I think all oh, this is gonna this is gonna be more this is gonna be one of the toughest games maybe we play all year. Um so you know, with the way Alabama's looking, I mean, not I, I don't want to get in, get on the bandwagon up there down, it's over, Saban's done. But this that's not a dom like that that's not a dominant I think Saban would tell you it's not a dominant Alabama team that they're used to. Um I, I think that uh, Ole Miss is gonna be as I mean Auburn, Baum, uh what, Florida. Mm. Not I'm not that impressed with their play. Um AM. Mm. So I, I think Ole Miss is really one of our, you know, gonna be our biggest biggest test um outside of maybe Alabama. So gosh, I hope we're up for this game. I hope I hope that the reason that that my my question at the beginning of this podcast was correct that we were looking past Arkansas because we were so locked in on all this. That's what I'm hoping.
2: Mm-hmm. I will say, like, if we play like we did at Mississippi State two weeks ago, then we'll yeah, be in pretty good shape. But if yeah. we play like we did yesterday, then be ready for another
0: nail-biter, I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we play like we did yesterday, we lose by, like, a touchdown. Um, Maybe well, two. Un-
0: yeah, unfortunately, it's a night game. Uh, luckily, I mean, if it was a noon game, I'd say I like our chances. Uh, we we, I mean, the fans don't like them. But uh, over the last however many we've had in the last, you know, half decade or more, we've we've done fairly well with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we uh, the it's going to be a six o'clock central game against Ole Miss. Uh, I would say. Just watching what I what little I did from Ole Miss and Alabama, I mean Alabama's defense is keeping them alive so far. Uh, I mean it couldn't stop Texas. Uh, they it could, be, I mean they were able to stop USF obviously, but their offense cannot keep them in games. Uh, it did against Ole Miss, but I mean Alabama's defense kind of gave up a little bit at first. Then they just shut them down, and that allowed Alabama to. To kind of move away, but I feel like we have a better, way better offense. So hopefully, as long as our offense can show up and control the ball, that'll be our best defense. If we just control the ball and score, right? Just get ahead, kind of like we did against Mississippi State. Yeah,
1: I think think, think you're right. I think we need to get ahead ahead and stay ahead just because... This is a Mississippi team, a Mississippi, an Ole Miss team that, uh, I mean, they're built to score. Now, I, I think that, you know, some some people with have a misconception of Lane Kiffin that's like, oh, he's just going to be air raid. This is a team – it's a team that's built for uh, – built to run the ball, but they're also built to score um, between Jackson Dart and, like I said, they don't do Judkins. Uh, I, I am – I'm a little bit uh, – that – LSU, just what just show us who we who you really are. You know what I mean? Like the the Mississippi State win was a was a decisive victory. I mean that that was a a thump Like, mm-hmm. oh yes, that is that's the team. And then you kind of come out last night like 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 they did. Um hmm.
2: what do you think? I think if we whoops, uh if we score like 35 or more then we win. If not, then we probably lose. I think both teams are going to put points on the board. That's yeah. not that hot of a take to say. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Kiffin's going to be giving it all he's got um, reaching deep into the playbook, utilizing what he has uh, with Jackson Dart, uh, Quinshawn Jenkins. I think their receiving core is a little bit uh, depleted right now. Yeah. Um, they've had some injuries, uh, which I guess is in our favor. And on the opposite side of the ball, Brian Thomas has really stepped up as wide receiver two for LSU, which is a big plus because he's shown flashes over the past two years, but now he's really standing there alongside Malik neighbors, which is very helpful. Um, so Jaden Dales will get him moving along. I want to say we win. It's uh, going to be close. Uh, I would guess maybe something like LSU by three. That's near the the line, but yeah, something, not too dissimilar to what we saw against Arkansas, but maybe like 35, 32. Um, But yeah, just walking away with the, with the victory and moving on is, is really all we can ask for.
0: Yeah. I would say if, if LSU can just not give it up, but still do what we did offensively the last few games defense yeah, we just got to not give up those good plays big plays that they could score on if we give up 20, 30 yards in the middle of the field, but then that's it. You know, I think we have a better chance. I feel like, uh, you know, our defense could probably be better in the red zone, but as long as we don't give up long plays for touchdowns, I think we're okay, but continue what we've been doing with running game, which is not giving up uh huge amounts of yards. Uh, I don't think we've given up a hundred yard rusher since Florida State. I don't even know if Florida State had one. They they gashed us pretty good later in the game, um, but we're not like like last year. I know Judkins ran for over a hundred yards on us. So I, if we can keep him under that, you know, I don't see Jackson Dart running up and down the field on us. So as long as we can eliminate their run game, I think we'll be okay.
1: This maybe this maybe this is. Uh... Speaking about kind of what you said a little bit ago, Scott, maybe this is the point where Mason Smith really steps out and says, Hey, here I am.
0: Anytime would be great. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, that could be the case. I think um, also, you know what? Look for a big game out of our, out of our man with weeks. Like if, if there's a, if there's a team that sets up for for a middle linebacker to, to really like show out, it's going to be all this just with, with the way that they run the ball. Um, yeah. And I mean, he's been he's been he's shown the ability to fly and and get after uh, get after ball carriers. So I'm excited to see that.
0: Right. Yeah. And so I think uh, it would be great to see an LSU back have a really good, you know, 100 yards, one, maybe two touchdowns. It'd be it'd be nice to see Logan Diggs have something like that. Um, Or he and Josh Williams split stats like that just just for the sake to show that, you know, our line can can make something like that happen. Um, The kind of like last week where it seemed like it was sleepwalk Saturday, a lot of teams were kind of having some near, near misses. This week was a really good week for good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started off with FSU. Clemson came down to the wire. FSU pulled it out, of course, but Clemson gave it all that they had. Um, it wasn't, you know, they, you know, they went into overtime. Uh, then you saw Ohio state and Notre Dame thought Notre Dame had that one till literally the very the end. Uh, it's, it was interesting because I think Ohio state will turn the ball over on downs from trying to get a, a fourth and one. And then that's what they were going for on the goal line. He was just, "No, oh, let's just run it again. Ryan Day, genius. I mean, he doesn't have, like you said, Tommy, I mean, he doesn't have Jordan Allen yet. So he's he's got to do something. He's like, maybe they won't see me going for third and one running again. Well, let's do it. No one's going to think we're dumb enough to do this right now, but it works.
1: May, did you see Did you see the uh, his post-game call? Or post-game no, I interview? did not. Yeah. Uh he calls out Lou Holtz. So I, I didn't even that I I was kind of like I didn't even I had to look up what he was talking about, but supposedly Lou Holtz <laughs> called Ohio State soft and that they weren't a tough team. Oh. Um and and that like you know they weren't they were overrated not that talented. All of the, all, all of which I can kind of get behind, I think. Um but Ryan Day did not like it. And uh he went after him and was like, you know, this is a tough TV. I wanted to talk, I want to talk about Lou Holtz. <laughs> He's beefing um, with an
2: 86-year-old man. I know.
1: <laughs> but uh I don't know. I, I I was impressed with Notre Dame. Um how I hated to see him lose that game that way, but I guess that's the Big Ten slash independent football. Sure. No, big 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 yeah, big ten, big
2: ten with twelve teams. Did you know not that the the Sam Hartman
1: not the Big Twelve with less than twelve
2: teams? Yeah. Did you know that Sam Hartman is number nine all time in passing yards in college? At Notre Dame. No, well, just in general like, oh. combined between Wake Forest and Notre Dame. He was probably going to be top five by the end of the year, which is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Hmm. And then that wow. was like once I looked it up, I was kind of interested, and I was looking to find Jaden Daniels. He's like number one hundred and twenty or something, which is pretty good, and he'll probably be top hundred by the end of the year. Yeah, hmm. That's something. Um,
1: where's
2: burrow at uh i'm not sure is no. probably not that high well, yeah he
0: only played he, two years really exactly yeah yeah, it's not this, that high. this
2: list is the top 250 and he's not on the top 250 so i don't know where he is who's number one number one is i gotta scroll back up uh case keenum for houston oh yeah by a large margin he had 19,000 passing yards that makes sense that, that was so that time close. when
1: when houston and um remember tech did the same thing louisiana tech like they had they they were just like we're just gonna throw it every time. Who was that tech quarterback? Played a little bit in the NFL too. Not sure. Uh, Kurt, um, man, forget him. But anyways, yeah, Colby Cameron. Remember him? Yep. Yeah, hey, I, they were. That was like that was when they beat. I forget who they beat. Maybe A and M or somebody. Um, anyways, now I'm going back into the tech lore, which I'm not, it's not even a tech podcast. I'm not even a tech fan. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. it's all right. Uh, again, just to round out some other scores we, we covered, uh, like Utah, UCLA was 14 to seven. Didn't watch it. I'm sure it was a a, a big battle in the trenches for that. Um, we talked about Florida state, Clemson, everybody, Georgia kind of got off to another slow start. Still won. still not sure what to think about them oregon state washington state uh battled it out Uh good good game with there but then you have teams like penn state blow out iowa okay i'll be obviously iowa's an afterthought now uh you know texas finally won handily against somebody they beat the heck out of baylor um and just looking at what's that oh then you know of course oregon colorado that was uh I was expecting a little bit more out of Colorado. I don't think it was all Travis Henry. I think it was just it was going to happen with Colorado at some point, and it just happened to be against Oregon.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is a one win team last year. I know Dion brought his Louie and uh, you know improved the team, but they they had they had to come down to earth just because they just don't have the talent at this point um i here's what in i'm interested in. i was yeah. sad to see it i was sad to see them not be able to compete um what yeah. i'm interested to see is how colorado is treated for the, like next week like is is game day going to be all about colorado are we going to talk about are we how are, are we going to spend this whole week talking about colorado well i don't know i think that it's interesting because um I mean, like, I'm, I don't, I'm not out on Dion right now, like, just because they had that one loss. Like, I, I'm still interested in Colorado. I'm still interested in him and what he's doing with the program. Um, but, you know, it, it just shows that, like, like, it shows how, how, uh, how the divide between the personality and the brand and the excitement around the coach, Coach Prime, Dion Sanders, and the product on the field they're, mm-hmm. you know, typically they align. Typically you're excited about Nick Saban because of the product he puts out at Alabama or Kirby smart or Brian Kelly or, you know, whoever. But I think, you know, Deion Sanders might be the first time, maybe Spurrier Spurrier could be one, but he's even Spurrier doesn't have the 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 fame that Deion Sanders does where it's like people love the coach. And then the, the, the product that he's putting out is just a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, well, one thing I did want to touch on, um, and a little bit of issue, a issue I had with CBS. So I turned on the classic two thirty SEC slate game on CBS. What I what what I think, um, I mean, I have grown up watching and enjoying, and I it just you know expect to hear Gary Danielson and Brett Nesler. And then it's just B-list guys doing the Alabama-Ole Miss game, which, granted, I know Alabama's on a, a little bit of a down year, but I still feel like that was the premier game that CBS had on the slate. But they send Gary think- Danielson to Penn State, and I don't want to, to like you said, Scott, to go to that blowout? I don't know. I really question that. I think it has something to do with the uh, with the new... With the new like tv rights deal that espn now has where, where next year i think every esp every uh, SEC game will be on some form of espn between abc sec network espn and espn 2 and all their partner properties um i wonder if cbs is kind of having just kind of uh sour grapes and you know they're like well, we're just not going to send our best our best crew to them <laughs> but I I was watching that game. It was almost unwatchable with the with the with the sound on. I don't know if y'all felt the same way, but I was just (laughs) not impressed, not enjoying it. I thought the commentating was terrible. Um, And and I did. I do not think that I mean, that was a that was a I know it wasn't like the best game in the whole world. um, But I think that game deserved better uh, production than what it got.
2: Right. And it is the last year, like you said, of SEC on the CBS. Um, So we won't be hearing that intro jingle that gets you pumped up next year. It's kind of sad. Back to the kind of the top of the slate, Clemson, Florida State. I watched that one. And Clemson, they did the uh, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory when they I don't know if y'all watched any of it but they were hyping up their kicker like he can't they brought him back to school uh he was like taking online classes or something he wasn't playing They he wasn't
1: living in Clemson
2: he was in Charleston yeah. and then Davo Sweeney like called him up and they brought him in and he made his first field goal and mom and dad were going crazy and then late in the game he has this chance for ultimate glory like a 25 yarder to pretty much seal the game with like 30 seconds left or something and then he he hooks it oh. uh, and then and then they, they cut to mom just with the look of utter disbelief you kind of had to feel really bad for the guy but oh yeah it's like like how does this even happen like the cinderella story was literally set up and then the script writers were like it shall not be <laughs>
1: but, um, but then again i mean i don't know like he's kind of playing with house money it's not like it's like hey
2: you he wanted me <laughs> right but then and then they go to overtime and uh fsu strikes immediately and clemson coughs it up and and that was that so a sad day for the the fake death valley uh dabo sweeney on the hot seat question mark uh but it's gonna could be a long season uh for them do we actually think that is on the hot seat could he be on the hot seat ever i i tend to think
1: not Uh, uh
0: ever Maybe. I don't I mean, know. Like, I think okay, he would, if he went, uh, if he I went think consecutive he seasons,
1: on. you know, go with one win. Yes, I think he'd be on the hot seat. But I think I I don't think that Clemson, I think if they're honest with themselves, they're not they're not a Georgia where you bre- if they had like a, a coach that's lost it, if Kirby ever loses it, Georgia still has the, the bones of a premier top tier program where they yeah. bring somebody else in and it's you know plug and play i don't think Clemson's yeah. that way i yeah. think Davo is a lot of reason that they that they've had the success they have
0: sure he also had some good hits on recruiting too with with quarterbacks yeah right like they've for a few years they've they had really good quarterbacks and then after trevor it's kind of dropped off
1: it's yeah. I, I don't i still don't know if k k Klubnik is the guy i think he's better than dj so I agree with with getting basically getting rid of DJ and moving on to him but he just you know he looks and maybe we're a little bit spoiled just because you know a, a lot of times we're used to seeing like a or not we're not used to but we when you think about like a Trevor Lawrence like that was a guy who was a true freshman who played like a senior played, played like he'd been doing it for his entire life um Klubnik just looks young to me he looks like he just doesn't he's not get he's not all there. He doesn't he doesn't get every you know, not a bad way. It's just like he just looks young.
2: Right. Um, one note on the the coach prime with Colorado, they, they get a chance to redeem themselves this week. They're going they got USC coming to town. Uh, so another premier matchup will they get blown out back to back? We shall see. Um, College Game Day announced they're going to Duke for the first time ever this week, so that's kind of cool. Because Notre Dame, wow, yeah, Notre Dame is coming to Duke, so Notre Dame is actually getting back-to-back Game Days, which is rare. But the um, the big noon kickoff on on Fox, they're actually going back to uh, to Boulder, Colorado. They're still on the train, um, so Prime will be be getting them going. But um, I mean, Bo Nix, he was having fun. He was ready to win the Heisman. Yeah, really. Uh, He's like he's probably like a
1: Heisman. Heisman like can like top top contender right now. I would say so. Playing. I mean,
2: yeah. It's all these Pac-12 quarterbacks, him, Panix from Washington, Caleb Williams, USC. Uh I mean, Jaden the... Daniels is probably in the mix there somewhere, but I don't know if he's in the in the top three or maybe even five at this point. Has um has the big man kickoff ever come to an SEC school? I'm not sure. There may be some uh some rights things there. Right,
1: so are they like obligated to, to basically not go to, to go? Cause like, as you were saying, like, Oh, they're going to Colorado. I was like, um, I'm just, or, or I'm just like, I don't think I've ever seen. It's either game day at an SEC school, SEC nation at an SEC school, or just nobody.
0: Not sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Fox can, they're not going to pick a SEC school cause they can't cover the game yet
2: what are we uh what are we looking forward to this week besides lsu all miss and then i mentioned uh colorado hosting usc Mm. they got the uh like i said notre dame going to duke duke and unc uh noted football schools playing well (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i don't know i think utah oregon state uh could be a good game georgia auburn i mean Still not quite sure what to make of both teams, but that is the South's oldest rivalry. Always a good game, I think. Uh, Tennessee ooh. South Carolina looks good to me. I would watch that. Yeah, one. yeah.
1: Um, I think South Carolina could, you know, it could. I think that that could end up being a. I think South Carolina could could play up to Tennessee and, and give
0: them a game. Give them a game. Sure. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. I called out on the upset alert a couple of weeks ago. Um, Kansas, who is still undefeated, is going to Texas, high flying Texas, and that's a team they struggle with in the past. So, uh, Texas, we will see if they're really back or not if they can take down other mighty football school, Kansas. Man, wouldn't that
0: be wouldn't that be lovely?
2: Just to have <laughs> just to have Texas just just struggle
1: with Kansas.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably the last time they've played where they were both four and zero and ranked. Oh yeah. Like, like maybe Probably once ever. in the last hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Not since 52 or something. <laughs> well, there was that time in the late 2000s, early teens, when Kansas was, you know, they were pushing for a bowl spot or a BCS spot, excuse me. Uh, they had that big coach with the mustache. I, I forget who it was, but like they were, they were in the thick of it for that one year, maybe two. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think his name was Mangino. But other than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then he went on the NFL, bad, I think. Yeah, but it didn't work out. It didn't work. No, it did not work out. It didn't work out. out. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's still, I think this week was a really good week for games uh, that we just had. Uh, next week, there's there's a few yes. Um, I don't know. I think, do you think uh, down the road, just looking at who we have left on our schedule, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do we, do you think we have a game day worthy game left i'd say maybe alabama if we're if we're both still have one loss at that point and the rest of the college football world is shaking itself out and people have dropped off possibly there Um, yeah
1: i think i think it's i think it's either i think it's that i think it's either Bama or nothing right i don't think that a and m is going to go on a tear to where our our a and m game plus that's that's uh it's, it's like Black so many rival
0: so many rival rivalry, rivalry, rivalry week, yeah.
1: weeks. Yeah. You know, they will be at like there'll be at uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State Michigan, Michigan,
0: or something
2: yeah. like that. Um, exactly.
1: Florida. Uh, I'm looking know. at the schedule.
2: The week we play at we play at Alabama, but the same week Washington and USC play, and that could be a, another pretty highly ranked matchup if both of those are. Um, still undefeated and and they like to like to pump up usc when they can so yeah that that may be a stop
1: this just feels like the year of the year of the non-sec for
0: for like media for media oh i thought you were going to say like just in general but like because it's normally in the last few years you think yeah it's possible two sec teams in the playoff but now i feel there's it's 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 ripe for the taking if there's a stronger team in some other conference this is your year. Step yeah. up, step out. Cause let I me mean, look, look at Alabama. I mean, that's, that's, the, you're, that's usually a safe bet with your money, you know, before the season starts. Well, it's, it's a
2: lot of like the big name schools, like blank is back, like Florida state, Texas, um, USC. USC, uh, even school like Michigan obviously has been good. They were in the playoff last year, but still good. Like these are big brands that the media wants to draw on big fan bases as well. Uh, and they say like, what college football is better when Florida state or Texas is good, uh, or even like Oklahoma is playing better this year. So um, they're definitely tapping into that. And and I think it's fun to to look all over the country and, and see where the talent is, but it is a little bit jarring that like we got Georgia at the top, but nobody in the sec is really kind of like been the, the prize winning champ at this point, other than Georgia kind of from inertia from the last two years. But, like,
1: I just feel like, okay, so Georgia's, like, the number one team in the country. They've been the number one team, and I feel like they just don't get uh, – like, I'm, I feel like they're just not getting – the respect they deserve, <laughs> either the respect, well, not not necessarily the respect, but just like I'm the the, cr- yeah. the coverage. Like, I feel like they're just not getting any coverage, really. Well, I mean, yeah, they they're...
2: won in the last two national championships. I think it's almost just so much of a known commodity where it's like it's fun. Like they want to play with their their shiny new toy with Colorado. They they don't want to deal with Georgia. <laughs> no, but but okay, but like compare Georgia to the way that they've treated Alabama for the past fifteen years.
1: Like if when Alabama when Alabama has been number one undefeated, you you haven't had them not uh, cover. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just, sure. I just feel like we have like I feel like Georgia, even though they're undefeated number one team in the country, I feel like they're just kind of uh, a little under the radar
0: right now which is probably the way they like it. It's probably like what Kirby wants. Sure, sure. I mean, the, the way they've played in some of these games where as a defending national champion, you would think, uh, you know, Georgia's going to walk away with this. But, you know, they, they've they they've looked like a team that's had to do some rebuilding. So that's, that's probably why they're not hyping them up because they, you know, of course they love to sound great, but they don't want to set themselves up for a, a huge downfall. They're tired of doing that. <laughs> Alabama is usually a safer bet, even though they are replacing quarterbacks like every year and a half, two years. Um, but this is probably the first time Georgia's had two and what three. So that's, they're not as high Yeah. yet. Yet they want to see what, uh, Beck or whatever his name is going to do. We shall see. But Yeah. A lot of good games coming up this week. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I will ask you this because it was a thought I heard. So as far as you said earlier about LSU not coming off, you know, to a really good start, we kind of start off slow, at least two, three games this season. Goes back to like this, these kickoff games we have. Should we just put those aside for a few years? Like, I I like that they go out of conference for a really good game, but like opening the season up on the road at some neutral site, I I don't know. It almost feels like a ball game where it's just like, we just embarrass ourselves. So I, I I don't know. Do we we keep it or lose it?
2: I I think it's fine, but I would prefer the way we did it. I guess in the 2019 season where you open up with the cupcake, get your, your feet set under you blow them out. And then week two, you have the big non-conference matchup like we did against Texas um, so you, you know what you're on cooking the road. with. On yeah. The road. And then you still have kind of the big non-conference uh, win or loss, I suppose, but at least match up to kind of hang your hat on come bowl season and they're picking who's in, who's not. Uh, and then it it's fun just to play these different teams as well. But yeah, week one, we've been burned with it a couple of times. Like you said, Florida state two times in a row losing to UCLA before that um next year we play ucla and usc i believe um so that's going to be wild yeah uh, so we can't change the schedule coming up but maybe down the road there there might be some adjustment
0: <laughs> right um what's a you tom
2: i mean I, I i
1: generally i like the kickoff games i think they're fun i think they're a little bit they give you like i would i think from a viewer standpoint and maybe when LSU, like when LSU's not playing them, it's like oh cool. Like I get this. It basically is a bowl game. It's like you get to start the year off with a bowl game. A lot of them are actually like put on. Like the the one at the Superdome is put on by Allstate and the Sugar Bowl Committee. Um, I agree that LSU has had you know, it's it sucks just to start our season <laughs> with a loss <laughs> um, to a to a quality opponent. But then again. I mean, you think back to 2011, that marquee game we played against Oregon, I mean, that set us off for success. That was the, that was probably the, I mean, before the, between that and the Alabama win at, at Brian Denny, that was the, uh, that was the, you know, the marquee win the whole year. Sure. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I like, I, I think, I think it's, I wouldn't say take them all away and it just go to like having, two weeks of cupcakes um but can we just can i can can you just ensure that we're good and that we win all of them <laughs> yeah.
0: right right exactly or at least you just talk- lose on a last second food goal at least one of them i don't
2: mm-hmm. know you talking about that i was like look, i'm looking up the schedule for next year and it's absolutely brutal um we played usc ucla um oklahoma coming to the SEC and then all the u- other usual SEC suspects, Alabama, Florida, a etc. et cetera. The only, only way we got lucky is we play Vanderbilt is one of our like kind of cross division, which they haven't, I don't even think they've decided on the division stuff. Has there been any I, news on this?
0: I don't know. I thought, wait, I thought we weren't playing. Are we Florida podless? Anymore. Are we podless? Wait, and, and where, where are we playing USC? Was that in Vegas? Yeah.
2: That's week one, September 1st. And then, only three no we got four dates so far it's september 1st usc Nichols at home easy win uh ucla at home then south alabama at home and then we go into the the sec schedule which all those dates are are tbd but they but they have said who we're playing we just don't know the dates um so like we got oklahoma on the schedule already which uh, at home in baton rouge so that should be a fun one
0: amen We'll cross that
2: bridge when we get there. Yeah, right. We still we still
0: got a whole still got this season to deal with. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And speaking of, I don't know. Did you guys have anything else? Because I feel like we kind of hit it all.
2: Say that's it. Good week. Uh, Keep the train rolling next week.
1: Yeah. Good week. Excited. Excited to uh, you know for another another uh, SEC mashup. and let's just get after it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can, you know, really bring it to Ole Miss and and make a, give me another statement win. You know what I mean? Like give me that performance, give me that team that played Mississippi state, but take it, but take it to Ole Miss. And I think that's, a, I think that's a team that, or I think that's a win that catapults us back into the top 10.
0: Right. Sure. I'll go with that. Sounds good. Um, and In. Other than that, I think that'll about do it for us here on Talking Ticks. I did want to mention just because it's, you know, we haven't mentioned it no, anything about them in a while. Uh, LSU basketball did land their first commitment of 2024. They got a four-star power forward. His name is Robert Miller coming to us from Houston, Texas. Uh, he is one of the top 10 power forwards in the country. So uh, glad he chose us over Alabama, Texas, Colorado, and others. Uh, so good get for Matt McMahon and the, the Tigers. So uh, moving on, uh, that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Hope everyone has a good week. Looking forward to Ole Miss and LSU this Saturday. It's going to be a good one, a night game. Uh, pace yourselves, folks. Uh, and other than that, uh, we'll have the results for you on the other side, along with the rest of college football and anything else that comes out. So until then, Stay safe. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.